And you can hear them in the background. Oh, I swear to God, it's just been constant with her. And our old couch, there was a hole in the cushion. Because Ryan had to flip the cushion and there was a hole. Oh, and it just no. never, yeah, she decided to de-stuff it. And she got from when I was sick, I thought, you know, the bag of tissues was out of her reach to before, you know, I forgot to throw them out with the last trash run. And they were all over the place when Ryan got up this morning. And the tissue box was on my nightstand, was in the hallway. She's just been up left and right and right now she's just attacking Fizgig or Fizgig finds that she has to hide from her. <laughs> it's the only way she gets relief and she comes running up into my lap begging for attention. Oh man. Or just to be held so that Lila will leave her alone for a little bit. River is like so calm right now but I know that that's not going to last. I know he's going to hit his crazy speech. I'm just... Mm-hmm. He's how old now? <sighs> Sorry. He's, um, 10 weeks. Okay. Yes, this good. Okay, little... No. No. Now, calm down. You might have to go back to my desk. Let me see if this... No! Stop! Daddy, you're crazy dog. Okay. I think we're okay. Yes, you're okay, Fizgig. Fizgig right now. She's yeah, she's she just kind of put her head on my chest like, make her stop, Mom. Make her stop. <laughs> and she's looking up at me with these big doe eyes like, help me. Nilo, no. That's it. I'm going back to my desk. Fuck this. I can't have them running around me. Actually, let's see. You gonna calm down, little monster? We're not laying on my chest. That's not happening. I think I can do this. All right. I think my craziness has subsided. Okay. Are we ready? As ready as we are ever going to be. Hi, Lilo. Can somebody see your name? Yes, I can. I love the hat. <laughs> yes, my little chat. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are back. We took a little week break last week uh, due to some major toddler tantrums uh, here at our house. So um, sorry we missed you last week, but we're back at Wine, Women, and Words, and Diana is with me as always. Hello. Hello. Today is and Diana, aka Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> And you'll see my flying monkeys running around. Yes, I, I would have run downstairs to get one of Lily's tiaras, but um, my flying monkeys would have seen me, and we wouldn't have been able to have an episode tonight. <laughs> so I'm dressed up as an exhausted mom, and I even have my The Struggle Is Real t-shirt on. So I am in full costume. <laughs> so how are you doing this week I am doing wonderfully I just finished a book and I've been doing some wonderful stuff over at the blog and I'm excited about Halloween and my Halloween weekend how is the book you heard that you were talking about this morning how is that going what's the name of that by the uh, way <laughs> it was the Red Hill um, oh, Mystery at the Red Hill Inn or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, um, it ended, which was fantastic. <laughs> um, which is a good one to put that. Um, it was, it, 
I, I'm, I'm having to think about it because I'm going to have to do my, um, because it was just not, it, oh, here's the name of it. It's the Daughters of the Red Hill Hall. And, um, yeah, it, the conflict sucked. The ending was very welcome. And I, um, I don't know. I just the it just didn't do it for me. Sometimes you get those mysteries that are like, really, really, that's it. This isn't normal human nature. You can't have one person who was a complete and total saint and another person who was just demon spawn. <laughs> like it just it just doesn't work that way. Now, how do you you um, review books regularly on your blog? How do you handle books that you don't like when you have to write? I mean a not-so-glowing review? That is a really hard one. Um, I've struggled with that multiple times in the past. And to be honest, uh, frankly, I mean, you give the constructive criticism, you point out the things that you like, um, but you've got to be honest with the books I, and just hope to God the author doesn't find your blog on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I think that's one of my greatest fears is the author going, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, and constructive with it. Like, like find the, the things that don't work, like the plot points. Um, those little things. Point out those things and, and then try to – and also point out the things that did work. Like it was one of those two storylines where you have one going in the past and one going in the present. And I really like the storyline that was going in the past. Really like that one. The one that was in the present, I just kind of skimmed over. <laughs> now, when <laughs> you text me about the w would you be mad scenario, <laughs> I didn't know. All right, so Diana, I should probably give some background. Diana texted me today and said, so. Say that you and Rich were, my husband Rich, say that you and Rich were engaged, but I was never really thrilled about him, and I'm not really thrilled about the engagement, but I know you've wanted, it's something that you've wanted for a really long time. Um, I then say that I got a hold of him, and we talked, and I ended up talking him out of the engagement. So, <laughs> I'm a of one to ten. How mad at me would you be? Right. Exactly. <laughs> now, Diana did not preface this conversation with, this is a book I'm reading. I didn't want to because I wanted your honest opinion. <laughs> I wanted to get, that's the thing, when you're writing a story, you want honest human behavior. I wanted to know what your honest human behavior would be. I wanted your opinion on it. I knew how I would react to face with that situation. Um, a bitch would die. <laughs> and, <laughs> But I wanted to know what your reaction would be to it. So I'm saying there, I got that text right when I was coming back from the park with the kids and the dog. And I'm sitting here staring at my phone like, oh, Diana, what did you do? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking of like couples names that I've heard you talk about, trying to figure out who it is that you don't like. Who did I, I who's, when did I open my big mouth to voice my opinion, which I do, um, and open it way too much. <laughs> so, I mean, I did find out it was about a book later on, but yeah, I said like a solid eight or nine. <laughs> but I was trying to be very like, like uh, diplomatic about it. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I'd be pissed, just FYI. No, yeah, I mean, and it's understandable because I would be pissed too. And I think in that situation, if you honestly didn't think that that was a good thing for your friend, that your friend was just faking it and she really, truly didn't want to get married, then, you know, maybe you talk to the friend. You go to your friend and be like, is this, is this really what you want? I want to be happy with you, for you, but is this truly, really what you want? 
You don't go behind the back and go to the fiance and start talking to the fiance about it. That's just a big no-no. That's like breaking girl code number 153. <laughs> Subsection A. <laughs> Paragraph B. Right. <laughs> you just don't do that. Some things you just don't do. And, yeah, and to be okay with it. The char- That was the thing that got me was the character was okay with it. I was riding along with the story right up until that point, and it was just like, no, girl would not be okay with that. Mm-mm. Especially no. if it's been it's a long term relationship. She's finally getting engaged, and she's been wanting to get engaged for ages. And yeah, no, you don't do that to a girl. Never, never do that to a girl. Mm-mm. No, and I was like trying to like, well, okay, so were you friends with me, or were you friends with with my fiance, or is there like a legitimate reason that maybe I can understand with time, or What's what's the scenario? But I'm very glad we were talking about a book. Yes, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> me too, because I would not want that situation either. So this evening... Well, we should talk about another book. The book that we were actually reading this month. Yes, we are reading The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. Mm-hmm. Did you finish it? I did. What did you think? I hated it. Really? <laughs> yes. I am just a bundle of laughs today. <laughs> Harsh reviews from Diana this week. Yes. Uh, it's a good thing I started drinking the wine and eating the Halloween candy because I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Why didn't you like it? Um, There were multiple things. The first was that it was too much like girl on a train. I mean, even the title is so very similar that it, it's, it was like it wanted to be that, which I don't think that obviously that was not the author's intention. I really don't think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they came out roughly around the same time. Didn't they? I felt well, girl on a train came out last year, but everyone was still talking about it because the movie just came out. Mm-hmm. And then I would think that given the lag time for actually writing a book and getting a book published, it could it's probably one of those coincidences where they actually oh, sorry, one of the flying monkeys that was on my left decided to move. <laughs> the uh, coincidences where by the the authors write two authors are both writing these books and then just publishing just happens to happen one than the other. Um it felt so much like it was an almost girl on the train. This girl on the train is so suspenseful. And you have these two main characters that are both unreliable in each of the books. And they're, they're a hot mess, the both of them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But the difference between the two is that I could relate more. I could actually relate to the girl on the train. Really? I could relate to her. Yeah. That whole, okay, if I become an alcoholic and then let my emotions get the best of me with this whole infertility thing, like with her, then I mm. could be her. And that was the most frightening thing about that book for me. The girl from Woman in the Red, or Woman in, Woman in Cabin 10, she was just a hot mess. Just she was a hot mess. She was a commitment phobic. She was pill popping. She liked her alcohol. She was just a hot mess, and there was no way that I could I couldn't relate to her. I couldn't find something to relate to. I feel like her first book, um, uh, in a dark, dark wood, her that character was a little, not quite as hot of a mess, but she, yeah. I mean, she definitely had a past, like a secret mm-hmm. that was hidden, and that came out mm-hmm. later in the book. But um, the one thing that I noticed, I, I thought it was really good. I liked the, um, the ending, how everything worked out. Um, yeah. But the one thing that I would have liked to see develop a little bit more is the relationship or the past that she had with Ben. Mm-hmm. Because there were like little, um, 
little comments here and there that she said, like that Ben spilled about her her issues, like when she when he talked to the head of security on the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like having some some background on their relationship and understanding what kind of history he knew about her might have been a little bit more helpful. And why did she have these issues? That was the other thing is we never find out why she was just medically just that way from the time that she was a kid where she had to have those or was it because something traumatic happened to her? I mean, from all intents and purposes, it seems like she had a very stable upbringing. So why was she a commitmentophobic? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it didn't make sense with her character. And there wasn't something that we could latch on to as a reader to say, okay, that terrifies me, or I could relate to that. I could see how that could be me. I really liked the, I, I don't want to say too much for those of you who haven't read it, but I liked, how can I say this? Uh, I liked the woman in Cabin 10. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I I think she was she she was she was developed okay well enough, but I didn't like the twist. I didn't like the twist in the whole story. Really? I felt like I felt like it was forced. Okay, I can kind of see that. I thought it was good. I don't I don't think it was as good as in a dark dark wood. No, but I think. For our um, listeners and viewers, I would say when it comes to the books, it's Ruth Ware that wrote. Yes. Ruth Ware. Yeah. I would say for Ruth Ware's books, I would say go get In a Dark, Dark Wood. That is perfect for Halloween time. Perfect dust, spooky story book. Um, skip this one. Go with Girl on the Tree. And let's hope that Ruth Ware's third book is going to be listeners and viewers. I would say when it comes to the books, it's Ruth Ware that wrote. Yes. Ruth Ware. Yeah. I would say for Ruth Ware's books, I would say go get In a Dark, Dark Wood. That is perfect for Halloween time. Perfect dust, spooky story book. Um, skip this one. Go with Girl on the Train. And let's hope that Ruth Ware's third book is going to be just as awesome as In a Dark, Dark Wood. Yes, because she is working on a third book because I emailed her publicist to try to see if we could get her on our yeah. show. And like the book. It's kind of a good thing that she's not on. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it worked <laughs> out. Um, yeah. But she replied saying that they she wasn't able to because she's working on her next novel. So, um, And the flying monkeys have made their appearances. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I thought it was good. Um, but, you know, you can't win them all. And you're out of your genre this month. So. I am. And I like it when you pull me out of my genre because sometimes I do need to be pulled out of my genre. Um, get com getting comfortable in my own genre can, can some be detrimental for my writing and for uh, me as a reader. Now, I Though, you know I'm going to pull us into historical fiction every opportunity that I get. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been screenshotting. Um, books that I, I, I see I, I don't read horror books um, mm -hmm. as in case you know some of you may have picked up on our last episode I get scared really easily so um, I, I don't read horror books because my imagination is way worse than anything I see in a movie so I try to stay away from anything where my imagination can run wild. But I've been, like, itching for a good horror book. Um, not, like, I don't like gory. I don't like, like, I don't like The Ring or, like, anything that crawls out of a TV that's creepy. Um, yeah, I like watching my TV. My TV is my friend. <laughs> That sounded really creepy there, didn't it? <laughs> They're here. But I have been wanting <laughs> a really good... American God, because I was not saying that. <laughs> I've been wanting a really good horror book, so um, I have to pay my library fines 
because I totally forgot that I had checked out a Harry Potter book until I got the email advising me that I now own it. So. Oh my goodness. I thought mine were bad. So, and I, you know, I keep my library books in one stack because it's usually all kids' books. Um, but I did check out the first Harry Potter because I wanted to reread it. And it somehow got stacked in our books that are not in plain sight for the kids. Oh. And yeah, so now I own Harry Potter, which I mean, it's not a bad book to own, but. Um, but I didn't want to buy it from the library. So I have to pay that before they'll let me borrow new books. Mm. Mine actually expired, so I have to go back into the library and get a new uh, library card. Crap. I might make Rich listen to an audiobook. We're, we're driving across to Chicago uh, in two months. And maybe I'll make him listen to an audiobook. He might like it. I love if you you can find some good ones out there. Like if there's there's some that are really badly done, really badly done. But there's some that are like really good, like the um, Zelda Fitzgerald book. That one was a really fantastic audiobook. Uh, the what was another good? The Dressmaker was a good audiobook. Um, even though I didn't care for the story itself, I liked the audio on that one. And then there was another one. Um, oh, I forget which one it was, but that one was really good too. So I, mean, <laughs> I remember. I can't remember. I remember the cover, but I can't remember. And I remember the story, but I can't remember the name of the book. Um, but yeah, there's just some. There are some really great ones out there. So if you wanted to get him reading, yeah, I um, well, when he was deployed, I sent him books and um, I said he loves King Arthur and the um, Camelot and that whole mythology. So I sent him all these like huge, massive King Arthur retellings and <laughs> I was in Target and I saw, oh, what is it called? Um, the... They just did a t start a TV show about it, like City of Bones or something. Oh yeah, um, form right? Just be yeah. It's like she's she's not a mundane. She's a soul. Yeah, yes. it started off as a Harry Potter uh, fan fiction. Hold please, I have to look it up because um, I'm horrible with midnight guys. I'm I'm bad. I just remember the bad stuff. I can't remember any of the good stuff because apparently it's Halloween get it, and everything's topsy turvy in my head. Uh, young fiction. I want to see if if I can remember right. the name. Facing the light, so let me move around some more here. I just finished with the remodel in here, so all my walls are dark green, and I, I love the green that you did though. It was so hard for me picking out this green. I know, uh, following again in Diana's random texts, Michelle actually got a text from me with the wall painted about three or four different colors of green going, okay, which one looks the least like baby poop? <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I really like this one that was over here, but I feel like this one looks too much like string peas. Figured, you know, she's a mom. She'd know these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a story, but I don't. It's gross. So I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Maybe later. Well, yeah. I can't remember the name of, of that genre. It's uh, that series. Um, but they made a movie about it. Yes. And then they made. Uh, anyway. The movie kind of sucked, from my understanding. The movie, the movie sucked. And. Rich watched it on deployment after, and he really likes the series. So I was sending him two books at a time. It's a six-book series. I was sending him two books at a time in each care package. And then he – is it like the city of smoke and bones, or is, am I thinking – Um, I think – I'm not sure. We're close to it. We're like – Yeah, we're circling. We're in the neighborhood. Yeah, we haven't quite gotten the uh, battleship yet. Um, 
but that was the first time I ever got an email from him going, oh my God, I got so mad that they changed so much from the book. <laughs> and I was yelling at the TV the whole time. I was like, welcome <laughs> to my world. Yes, yes, yes. But I guess we should talk about our books this week. Yes, um, our topic is um, where vampires, werewolves, and witches. Oh my. <laughs> So I, I mentioned this to Diana when I was making my list last week while my uh, daughter had her head shoved into the recliner and she was like doing the running man on the floor, <laughs> crying. Um, that my, my list is severely lacking in werewolves, so you're going to have to carry the team in that, that one. <laughs> Given the fact that I'm a dog person, you see the dogs here and yes, then one here. Down here. Um, yeah, I got the werewolf thing covered. Okay, yeah, good. I'm a dog person, so, you know, I can represent for the werewolves. Okay, excellent, because I got nothing. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know how little I read of werewolves until I was making that list. You know, we might have to read the first book in the Mercy Thompson series. I'm okay with that. Because I think you would really like her and... And we also have werewolves, so we can help you cover that whole werewolf thing. Because obviously that's the first book on my list. Obviously. Obviously, because I talk about it all the freaking time. <laughs> I have I have kind of random ones. I, I didn't realize, um, like I forgot about a bunch of these books. So um, the summary of them is going to be a little spotty. But, um, but I... I I forgot about all of them, and they're awesome. I want to go back and reread every single book on my list. Mm -hmm. um, the first one that I have, it's actually a series. It's called The Witch and Wizard Series by uh, James Patterson, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, basically, it's um, like one of the dystopian uh, world series. Uh, universes where these two kids are um, their brother and sister and their parents are arrested by this new government that has taken over and um, their names are wit is the brother and wisty is wisteria is the sister and they're a witch and a wizard and it's very much um, hunger games and um, I can't think of uh, the other series that, that I wanted to compare it to, but it's kids. Oh, um, the maze runner it's kids th overthrowing versus, you know, the, the power, mm -hmm. but they're a witch and a wizard. And I think I love James Patterson. I, I love his Alex Cross series. He's always done, um, thrillers and he started kind of venturing into sci-fi a little bit with his Maximum Ride series, but it was really cool to see him write from a kid's point of view. Like, these kids in the, bo in the book, they're in high I think the older brother, Wit, is in junior high or high school. He's, like, quarterback of the football team, and Wisty is probably, I want to say maybe 13, 14, but... But it's a really fun series. I, 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 I remember I read the first book. It was I liked the first book. I never got around to reading the rest of the series. I'm not a huge James Patterson fan. Um, but yeah, it was it almost sometimes had a bit of didn't weren't their powers hidden too for a while from the yeah, so it kinda had this Harry Potter feel to it. Yeah, their parents knew that they were because their parents were a witch and a wizard also. And they and knew that the kids had but, um, but it was like the, I forget what they called the, the leader of, of the, the new government, but everyone in the government had, um, had like fun titles, like the one in charge of all the forbidden words. And it was very much, you know, kids are dangerous because 
they have imagination and they're um, they're not afraid to speak what's on their mind. And it's just really neat. I thought it was a really fun series. Um, but I read it a long time ago, so I'm hazy on the details. Yeah, yeah. As you start saying it, like, pieces of the story start coming back for me. What was the next one on your list? The Parasol Protectorate series with Alexia Terabody. The... Um, this one is set in Victorian London. It's a steampunk book. And I've mentioned this one before where um, she is, I guess they call, I forget, I think they call her a soul sucker. And mm -hmm. basically if any of the supernatural characters uh, touch her, they become mortal. And so there's these, there's a the vampire faction. And then there's also the, um, the werewolf faction. And she finds herself, she's kind of like a nobody so far. In, this, sorry, my dog is behind my head. I've got this giant beanbag chair that I'm currently sitting on, so that's why the dogs are crawling all over me. And uh, the dog, this gig was behind me scratching her side, so I'm just feeling the vibrations of her scratching. So anyways, she finds herself in the middle of, a, um, of an issue, like a, this mystery that happens. She goes to a party, and there's no food immediately being served, so she goes out and she seeks it. She goes to find the food, and she goes into this room, and there's a starving vampire who goes and tries to attack her. And the scene is really hilarious, the way the author, uh, Gail, writes it and breaks it down, where she's got her hair pinned up in these, um, you know, chop chopstick, basically. But one is a silver stake, very, very sharp, and the other one is a wooden stake. So in case she comes across any vampires or werewolves, those are quite common in uh, Victorian London in this universe. Of she course. can defend herself. Yes. And so she, there's this whole issue with the treacle tarts with the vampire landing on them, and she couldn't eat after all. And she ends up killing the vampire, and then the head constable comes walking in. His name is Lord McConnell. He's this big, burly Scottish guy, I think, you know, Jamie-esque. And she feigns a fake. Uh, faint and pretends like she's the damsel in distress and so there's this whole sarcastic interaction between the two of them and it's hilarious and it's fun and sweepingly romantic hi dog <laughs> yes Lilo's come to play sit up it's either sit her up like this or I'll let her lay her head across the people <laughs> not sure which one's worse <laughs> um, yes I love you. Now another book we've we've mentioned this one before is and it's probably on your list I would probably guess is the mm -hmm. Thinking Woman's Guide to Real Magic. It's not on my list probably because I thought you'd probably put it on your list. I'm kind of surprised that it's on yours, but we've oh, we've brought yours. <laughs> I know. Um, we've brought this up before only because this book is amazing. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for there to be a sequel. There, she is working on it, so I know it's coming. Um, but it's just, it's amazing. It's um, by Emily Croy, and this woman, she accidentally crosses into this other realm, and she's like ensnared by these. I don't, I don't remember what the name of them are, but they're like. You know, like fairies. Yeah, like but bad fairies. So they, they don't have, grab or anything. They have this power to like glamour themselves, so they can look beautiful and perfect, and they kind of like get you in their web. So all you see is is the beauty. When actually, in reality, they're hideous and ugly and evil, and um, the leader, the woman in charge of, of all of them, wants the main character to marry her son, basically just so he can produce an heir, and then she doesn't really care what happens to her after that. Yeah, she's pretty much, if she produced an heir, she'd pretty much die, is yeah. what ends up happening, is what you find out. So, you know, there's that. So, I mean, I don't want to spoil the whole story, but she also comes to meet this 
um, this old man, this old wizard who kind of like takes her in and starts teaching her magic. I see him as being old. I see him as being like someone, like the main character being our age and the wizard being like Pierce Brosnan. See, no, in my mind, I picture Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, no, because I mean, obviously by the end, you kind of have a little bit of crush on him. So I'm seeing Pierce Brosnan. I'm seeing. Harrison Ford. Ooh, maybe Sean Connery. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on what age Sean Connery. Are we talking like like early early 2000s, late 1999 Sean Connery? Like, or are we talking like cranky get off my long kids Sean Connery? <laughs> like Entrapment Sean Connery, if you saw that movie. Okay. All right. That one works. Yeah. Somebody kind of older. George Clooney would be a good one, too. Older, distinguished. Mm. Uh, maybe like... <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 need, I need someone like rugged. George Clooney, I don't know if, if he's rugged enough. I think Sean Connery, now that I've, now that I've said Sean Connery, that's all I'm going to go with right now. But, <laughs> I'm still thinking Chris Ross, and I'm thinking like, so I'm also thinking 007 guys. Or, I mean, okay, if he was still here, Alan Rickman would have been yes. perfect. Yes, that would be a good one. Oh, pause. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really good book, and it kind of ends like like you're not prepared for it to end, and you feel like that's it. <laughs> like no, it's just like there's everything is just starting. What do you mean there's there's no other pages? What? Yeah. But she is working on the sequel to it. Um. I read somewhere, I think on Goodreads, on her Goodreads page, that um, it's in the works. It's just, you know, writing a book apparently takes time. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I, I just finished my last edit of mine, and yeah, I, I think I'm ready. It, it could be going out to the world now. It only took me like a year, and that's not including any publisher who picks it up. Um, who might actually want to do more editing to it, and then more editing on top of that. Yeah, see, so you got this. It's, it's yeah, easy. Yeah, I got this. It's really easy. I mean, you can just turn it on every other week. I think I read an article once that um, R.L. Stein wrote a book a day. A book a day? Yeah. Well, his books are like, what, 200 pages long? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably a little different when you're writing for uh, – Kids. Yeah, I like, you know, write a page a day. Write <laughs> 200 words a day. That's Don't push yourself beyond that because you want to actually give yourself some time to develop a decent plot. Yeah, I need I need to write something. A but page a day. Anna Ramos coming up on Tuesday. I know, and I really wanted to do it, but this is... Um, my class this month is my capstone class. Mm. And that's like, all right, so technically it's supposed to be my last class before my degree, but um, the uh, fabulous advising department at my school. Please so carefully. <laughs> uh, informed me that I have a general ed class or requirement that I still need to fulfill and um, actually two general ed classes that I need to fulfill, but one of them I can test out of. So um, technically this is supposed to be my last class before my degree, but I have one more in December and then I'm testing out of the other one. Okay, this so is like the, the yeah, so, but one page a day. Exactly. So once I'm done, then hopefully I can start writing. And I will probably have a ton of time on my hands being snowed in in Chicago. <laughs> if the kids don't try to kill you first. Seriously. <sighs> okay, so that's one on my list. Yes. Um, I've got Garden Spells, which is this lovely little book. And basically, it's about um, these two sisters. Uh, one sister who lives in the old family home. I think kind of like pseudo-practical magic-esque. 
and oh, hello flying monkey. Um, and then you have oh, this is weird. Hold on. Okay, my view went really weird where I was the main one on the screen and you weren't, and I don't like that. Um, because a certain paw stepped on my computer. Anyways, so you've got one who's living at the house, and then the other sister who's getting out of a really bad relationship, who moves back home to the house, and with their with her daughter, and there's this magic um, apple tree that grows in the back, hmm. in the backyard, and it's said that if you eat from the apple tree, um, there's all these rumors like you could, you know, your future, your future will be told, something good will happen to you, or you could be cursed. And it's about these sisters actually gaining their traction, finding out who they are, um, and then coming into their own. And it's kind of a witchy book. Nice. And a very sweet story. That definitely sounds very practical, magic-y. Mm-hmm. Which I love that movie, so. Mm-hmm. Me too. That was the movie that made me love Sandra Bullock to begin with. Sorry, that's a movie that made me love Joni Mitchell. <laughs> um, I have, I think the next two, I have a feeling you read them with me. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. You um, read a lot of them together. The, the next book I have is The Physic Book of Deliverance Dane by Katherine Howe. I have not read that one. Really? I could have sworn I told you. Maybe I told, I don't know. I about it, but I have not read it. So this one is one of those um, dual timeline stories. So um, it's very uh, All Souls trilogy-ish. Which is on your that, list, right? Hmm? All Souls trilogy is on your list, right? Of course. <laughs> you can't talk about witches and vampires and now talk about Diana and Matthew. Mm -hmm. um, but this one is, it's actually very much, the two main characters are very similar. Um, but in this one, Connie is a, a PhD candidate or a doctoral candidate from, I forget which school, but Harvard maybe, or I, I think Harvard. And her mom asks her to go back to her grandmother's house and clean it out because her grandmother passed away. And her grandmother lives in this really small town close to Salem. And she goes back and she's, you know, she's studying not witchcraft, but she, her field of expertise, the Salem witch trials fall into her genre. So she starts going through her grandmother's things and she comes across this old book and it's um, on the cover. It says the physic book of deliverance Dane. And that's when it switches to the other timeline, which is in this, during the Salem witch trials and uh, deliverance Dane is a midwife, but she's also an actual witch. So you have the two, um, storylines and of course there's you know a bad guy in the present day trying to kill her and the bad guys in Salem trying to kill deliverance um, but it's it's really good it's um, one of the only books that I read on my Kindle so I might have to go buy it so I can have I don't I don't like reading on Kindle I just now that I started reading actual books again. I forgot how much I like holding books. So I, I want to re-read it, but I don't want to read it on my Kindle. I go back and forth with it. I uh, The last two books I've read on my Kindle, and then the next two book, two or three books I'm going to read, I'm going to read um, on my, you know, with my regular books. So I, I go back and forth, and I find now that I've got my office all remodeled that I use my Kindle a lot to actually watch television on. So I don't have a movie in the background while I'm writing. So you, I've been using it a lot more to stream stuff than I have to actually read stuff. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, 
can we pause and switch to TV really quick and okay. talk about that awesome new show that's starting tomorrow on Amazon Prime? Oh, the Girls Revolt? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, pause. We can talk about that. Um, commercial break. Uh, yes, I can't wait. I'm going to be at an event at the Long Beach Aquarium with the 501st, so I'm going to be out all night tomorrow, so I won't be able to watch it. And it's like, I'm like, no, no, I've got to watch it. And I have to keep reminding myself that, I'm sorry, my monkeys are going nuts all of a sudden. Um, I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, it's streaming, so it's not going to be an issue if I watch it on Saturday instead of on Friday. Yeah, so I'm freaking stoked about this show. It's about women reporters in, what is it, in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. It's just how they fought to be accepted as real reporters, and it's it's just, I'm so excited about this, and we are driving up to Riverside tomorrow to spend the weekend at um, my in-law's house, but I have to watch something while I'm packing tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. So that's what now, I'm going to be watching. Just one episode a week, right? I don't know. I don't know if they... If it's just the entire season is going to be up, I I really hope it is because I plan on binge watching it. I think Amazon's part. I think Netflix is the only one who binges their seasons. Like mm -hmm. I know Hulu doesn't, and um, Amazon. I don't think they do. Because if I remember correctly, um, you know they might actually put it all up. Because um, I started watching Goliath, and mm -hmm. all of the se the whole season's up. So I think you might be able to binge watch it. Hmm. Oh, one more thing. We'll and we'll get back to books right now. I promise. But um, in your uh, historical fiction world, have you seen previews of Natalie Portman's movie about uh, Jackie Kennedy? Yes, I saw one preview of it, and it looks fantastic. Oh my god! Uh, I'm actually really excited about that. I'm also really excited that they're actually going to do a couple movies with Zelda Fitzgerald. I saw one, I think. Uh, one's with Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one's going to be with her, and then there's going to be another one that's going to be from the time after his death. I don't know if it's after his death or before his death, but from the asylum. Um, and it's, I want to say it's called The Bright Young Things. It's named after one of the books. And they're actually proposing that he actually stole her work and used some of her work and her stuff. And that's the one that's sanctioned by the Fitzgerald estate. Wow, that sounds um, interesting. Yeah, so I mean, there has been some allusion to that. And Zeve, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald, um, she alluded to that in her story, that he would use her ideas for his books. Um, so we'll see. It sounds so interesting. I can't wait for these movies. And Amazon's doing a television series of it. They are. I saw that one, too. As soon as I saw I it, I was like, I have to tell Diana. <laughs> All right. Back to books. I just I had to pause for a moment. Um, did you have a next one? I do. Um, the next one I have is called The Night Circus. I remember you telling me about this one. I remember that. This one's a great one. This one, everybody who does NaNoWriMo loves this one because um, it's a NaNoWriMo winner. She went back and she actually wrote this during NaNoWriMo and then went, did some like research, went back and rewrote it and then pitched it. And the um, publishers were like, oh, we're kind of a little bit more. We're not quite ready for it. She went back, redid it for NaNoWriMo again, rewrote it again like a third time, and then pitched it again and got published. And so everybody talks about her being one of the success stories from NaNoWriMo. Um, but this is such a fantastic story, which this might end up being um, one of the books I end up choosing for us to read next year. Because you've got January. We go back to after November, we go back, or December, we go back to every other month um, with us choosing the books. So January is Michelle, is Michelle, and I keep thinking about all the books I want to do for February. Um, this may end up being a February one, either February or April. And the basic premise is that you've got these two old magicians, and they have this competition. 
and they have they put up their two best students. Well, one magician puts up his daughter as a magician, and the other magician puts up this boy that he finds. And they have to battle each other, and they have their they create this whole set and stage. And you're not really it's not really explained what the specific battle is that they have, this challenge and it's what ends up taking place is that it's at the circus. And he the boy ends up growing up to being the one who manages the circus, who stays stationary and manages the circus. And the woman is the one who actually travels around with the circus. And she's an she's their illusionist. And so she creates all these wonderful like camps and illusions for this in each of these different tents. And it's like this renowned circus called the night circus. And they never tell when they're going to show up. They just show up and they travel all over Europe. And I want to say it's like the early 1900s. And it's just, it's a gorgeous story for like their imagination. And it's one of these stories that would make a really good movie, like, Tim Burton kind of movie, or um, is it Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro, who did, he did mm -hmm. Labyrinth, something, it's very gothic, and very, the image is very beautiful, and um, I think I loved it in the story. Now, um, I did want to add, we've been talking about NaNoWriMo, um, mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, NaNoWriMo um, is short yeah. for yeah. National Novel Writing Month. National November is, Writing Novel Writing Month or something like that. So and it's it starts November first. Mm -hmm. It's month um hmm? Yeah. Well, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> um, it starts November first and the goal is to write what, fifty thousand words? Yes, ma'am. So three days. Diana has done it. You, you did, finished it last year, right? Yeah, it was the first year I started doing NaNoWriMo in, gosh, I want to say like 2008, 2007 was when I, I started doing it. And last year was the first year that I actually finished it. I actually completed the story. And this year my goal is to rewrite that story. That's my NaNoWriMo. Yeah, every year... As it approaches, I always think about it, and it never happens. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll write a book, but I do have a goal of writing something. I'm not going to hold myself to the fifty thousand word goal, but I have a goal of just writing something, right, a page a day, and we'll see what happens. There you go. Yeah, my goal is I've got. I want to rewrite the story. It's um, a historical fiction. So that's really when I actually started to do something. Was that I um, once I found my historical fiction genre, and as that being my niche, that's when everything just kind of fell into place. And I wrote this story about um, this family who gets caught up in everything that happens during World War II, and the Italians who get. Um, put in encampments, the outright racism um, that occurs during that time frame, very similar to what happened with the Japanese. And just looking at, at the time when I started writing it, that was back when um, the Walking Cheeto was talking about uh, putting all the Muslims, uh, round, rounding them up, right when I started writing this book. So it was like, it just kind of fits in, and you see a lot of the similarities with the racism prejudice now with um, the Muslims and the Syrians and with what happened with Italians during World War II. And I'm really excited to write the, get back into it this year. Me too. I love getting, um, while Diana researches, she texts me about the stuff that she learns and that's how. Let's do the most random things. <laughs> but it's all so cool. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll be keeping you guys updated about that. Yeah, absolutely. You'll um, be on the blog for sure. And I know that. Um, I said Di um, the All Souls trilogy is on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, which is Deborah Harkness. I have something in my eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Deborah Harkness wrote the All Souls trilogy, which is about all the two out of three of vampires and witches. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, amazing. I, I honestly never finished the last book. Really? Yes. You didn't finish the last book? No. Oh. I, so, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> I, I think I went like, I made it halfway and then I, I don't remember. I think just I got caught up with other things that I never finished it, but it's here somewhere. So I might have to pick it back up and finish it. But it's kind of the same thing as um, the Physic Book of Deliverance Dane, kind of. Um, she's a is she she's, she's not a student, Oxford right? Scholar. Yeah, she's a, yeah. she's a professor, but she's an Oxford scholar, and she's there on sabbatical to do some research. And while she's doing research, this book pops up, and she's like, "It's this very interesting book on witchcraft," and she starts to read it, and then. It disappears again, and then she notices this vampire, or this guy who's mysterious, and he's a bit. Turns out he's a vampire. Aren't they always vampires if they're dark and mysterious? <sighs> no, they can be hot werewolf men too, but usually if they're werewolf men, they're much more broodier and rugged. Hence why I like the werewolf guys better than I do the vampires. Um, so she there's an, ends up being a romance between between them, and she ends up. Falling into this this world of witches and vampires and magic that she was kept from. So but it's it's amazing. The, it's, these a, it's a three series, three book series, and it's such a great series. If you love uh, witches and witchcraft and those kinds of books, this is a great series to get into for that. And I do think, if I'm not mistaken, they are making a movie out of it. That would be awesome. Um, but the other, the last book that I have on my list um, is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by... I hated that book. I, I hated it so much. I thought, I, I saw the movie first and then, um, then I got the book. And I just... I don't know if if I liked it because of the story or just because I thought it was a kind of a neat retelling of Abraham Lincoln. But I just put it on the list because it was vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't like it at all. It was one of those fiction books that try to read like it was nonfiction. It's like no, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um I've got two more on my list. Um Alpha and Omega, which is an offshoot from the Mercy Thompson series, same world, um, just two different werewolves. And then another one, which I'm kind of surprised Michelle didn't put on her list. Dorothy Must Die. I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> that was such a fun book. I mean, you would think that the story of the Wizard of Oz has been told in as many possible ways that it can be told from Wicked to um, the Once Upon a Time version, you know, the TV show, but then there's this and it's just thrilling and fun. It's just a fun look at the whole world. Um, Dorothy turns out is not so nice after all which shocker um but then you have this girl who comes who gets sent to oz and she has to try to defeat dorothy and it's just this twisted warped mixed up world and it's a fun book it's definitely it a fun is, read. It's so much fun like and they just i love the wizard of oz that's like that's that's my book and um I, and my favorite movie so they like they took what the Tin Man is like head of Dorothy's security. Dorothy basically yep. becomes an evil dictator and takes over Oz. She and magic. Yeah. And uh the scarecrow becomes like this evil scientist, like a very like um scientist. Nazi-ish experimenting scientist and the lion is like 
this like head of the brute squad or something like that. Yeah, he, and just brutal, evil, kill everyone. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's such a good book. Have you read the sequel yet? No, not yet. I, I I've seen it out, and I just haven't bought it yet. But but I I, I really can't believe I didn't put that on my list. So many books, so little time. I know. Um, yeah, that's such a great, such a fun book. It is. It's a lot of fun, and I love um, retellings that are different. Mm -hmm. You know, that aren't. And a Nano Remo idea that I have that I've had for a very long time is actually a retelling of The Wizard of Oz. I just have to figure out how to get it on paper. <laughs> um, but it, it was like she, you know, the main, I forget the main character's name, but I mean, she has a sidekick like Toto, but it's a rat named star mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of fun. And Dorothy is so evil. It's awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like cartoonish. Um, it's so well done. So, yeah, it, uh, I think I have to go back and reread that one too. <laughs> well, but, that, oh, 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 I do have one more. I totally missed it. Uh, the Charlie Davidson series, which is a fun series. It's, I think I mentioned it to you right up until the point, uh, up until like the fourth or fifth book on this one. But the premise is that, um, this character, she's a Grim Reaper. She's born as a Grim, as in human form as Grim Reaper, and she's able to help ghosts tra 